Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Have you been hurting from addiction, past hurts, fear, insecurity? Maybe your marriage is falling apart or your kids seem distant. If any of this sounds familiar, then it's time to break free from the chains, pains, and stains of the past. 2 Corinthians 3.17 declares, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Breakaway Recovery Group meets every Friday night at 7 p.m. in the Truth Church Cafe. Come out for a great worship experience sound teaching, small groups, and coffee. Don't you think it's time to be free from everything that's held you back? Truth Church is located at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce, 34981. For more information, please call 772-461-8555. Ignite Your World Ministries and the Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Joe's Meats and Deli for their underwriting support of this program. Stop by for all your cold cuts and deli meats. Joe's Meats and Deli offers the finest quality select cuts of beef, pork, chicken, sausage, and bacon strips. Just ask Bob the Butcher for your finest selections. Joe's Meats and Deli also offers homemade frozen dinners for two. Pick them up, put them in the oven, 30 minutes, dinner served. Perfect for the family on the go. Why spend time cooking in the kitchen when you can sit back and relax while Joe's Meats and Deli does it for you? Joe's Meats and Deli, located at the Bridge Plaza on the corner of Westmoreland and Port St. Lucie Boulevard in downtown Port St. Lucie. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Over in Philippians, uh, Paul's given us an example of a generous life, and how many of that example is Jesus Christ himself? Isn't that cool he uses Jesus to teach us? Jesus taught us, now Paul's using Jesus to teach us, amen? In other words, what he's saying to the church in Philippi is if you're going to have a life that is generous, then you have to live the way Jesus lived. You've got to be the way Jesus was. Now, I know a lot of us are from a bunch of different backgrounds. Some of us have grown up in church. We know a little bit about things. Some of us grew up in Pentecost. We were rolling around on the floor with bobby pins getting thrown up and down the highways when we were little. And Some of us come from that, but some of us don't. You might be here this morning, and, and it's the first time you've ever seen somebody raise your hand, and you're thinking to yourself, well, why isn't the pastor calling on them? They got their hand up. Because you don't know why they got their hand up. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We come from all different backgrounds, all different geographical locations. So some of y'all know what's going on. Some of you may not know what's going on. And you hear something like, well, we have to be like Jesus. And you think, man, be like Jesus. That's kind of a lofty idea. He sure is putting the bar way up there. Be like Jesus. So some of us think, man, if I can just get my bills paid and I can get home without running that jerk off the road that cut me off, I'll be glad. That would be about as much as Jesus I can get out of me. Hmm? Amen? Well, that's why Paul's writing about Jesus. Watch this in verse 6. 
Philippians 2 verse 6. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. In other words, he emptied himself of all of his titles. He emptied himself of all of his status. He emptied himself of everything that he had a right to. His reputation. He was a holy God. He emptied himself of all of his reputation and he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. In other words, Jesus, being fully God, steps out of heaven, breaks out into the middle of human history, takes on the limitation of mankind, he becomes a human, he puts on flesh and bone, he's born in this world, come on somebody, the same way we were all born, he was born of a woman, he started out as a little baby, he had to have his diaper changed, he had to eat some baby, come on somebody, it wasn't always good, Jesus cried a lot, he was a little fussy, he had some gas from time to time, come on, are you here this morning? He started out as a baby. He had to learn to walk. He had to learn to talk. He had to learn just like you and I had to learn. He went to school. Yes, Jesus was a middle schooler. Hmm? Come on, amen. He was a young man. He was here and he had to wear clothing. He had to, he had, he had to dress himself. He had to learn how to, to eat right and healthy for his body, what to eat, what to drink. He had to have rest. He had to go to sleep at night. He was a human being. He was 100% man and 100% God. But he lived in the limitations of a human life. Amen? How many know when Jesus talked to God while he was outside, he had to talk the same way we talked to God? He had to pray. Jesus didn't walk around going... Yes, Father, I feel the force. No, 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 no. He had to pray just like we have to pray. Amen. And how many of you know that when Jesus got tempted, he had to deal with temptation the same way you and I deal with temptation. He had to deal with it with the spoken word. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many understand that Paul was trying to get us to see that Jesus came here with the same human limitations that we have? He lived under the same circumstances that we live under. Come on, somebody. Under the same laws of time. Under the same laws of gravity. Under the same laws of biology. He leveled the playing field. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the idea that we can never be like Jesus is wrong. You can be like Jesus. Paul was saying, you need to understand something. Jesus came into our environment. Jesus came into our world under the same restriction, the same environment. Jesus grew up. He had brothers. He had sisters. He had family. He had people in his life that got on his last nerve. Hmm? Come on, somebody. Jesus stepped into this world and he modeled for us what a generous life looks like. And Paul's point is he did it under the same environment we live in. Mm. I ain't got no help. Come on, somebody. I mean, this calling to live a generous life all of a sudden is not something that's so lofty. It's all of a sudden not something that's out of the realm of possibility. All of a sudden, this living the life of Christ is doable. Hmm? Those of you here today and you don't know anything about the Lord and you're just trying to get it figured out and understand what's going on, this is what it looks like to be marked by the life of Jesus. You become generous. You become generous. I'll try it one more time. You become generous. That's how people know you're marked with the life of Jesus. Hmm? So if you're... If you're ready this morning, get out a piece of paper and a pen. I'd like for you to take some notes down.
if you're ADD, you should be taking notes. And if you're ADHD, you, you, you ought to take notes too. You all know what ADHD is, don't you? ADD is attention deficit disorder. It means you can't pay attention. ADHD means you can't pay attention in high definition. Hmm? Come on, somebody. And then there's ADOS, attention deficit. Oh, that's shiny. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I got, AD, I got ADHD when I pray sometime. I just start praying. Oh, God, I repent for my sin. I love you, Jesus. Man, I could go for some pizza and french fries. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Can't get through a prayer sometimes? Anybody ever been there? Hmm? Trying to talk to God and your mind, mind trails off? So it's good to take notes. Get some paper out and take notes. Number one, living life at a higher dimension. The life of a generous person is always controlled by the interest of God the Father. The life of a generous person is always controlled by the interest of God the Father. You can just leave that up there and let people have a chance to write it down. In other words, it's always controlled by something greater than itself. Verse 8 says, And being found in appearance as a man, right, he stepped out of heaven in the middle of human history. Said, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. And watch this. Became obedient. Obedient to what? To the point of death. Come on, somebody. Even death on the cross. Hmm? Jesus was controlled by something greater than his own little thing. Jesus was controlled by something greater. How many recognize that a lot of time when Jesus wanted to get something done, he would do something powerful and he'd turn around and he would look at the disciples and he would say, guys, I'm not saying whatever I want to say. I can only say what my father tells me to say. You know, that's what Jesus did. He'd perform a miracle and raise somebody from the dead or heal somebody from leprosy. And he would turn around and he would look at all the disciples and he said, I can't do whatever I want to do. I can only do what the father wants me to do. Come on, amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about? He spent his life controlled by the interest of God the Father. When you, read through the, when you read through the book of Mark, and we did a whole study in Mark, it was really cool. The book of Mark is Jesus on tour. It's just Jesus touring around doing awesome things and great things and, and, and provoking the religious and setting free the captive. That's what the whole book of Mark is all about. And, and the book of Mark just follows Jesus through his travels. And what he does through the whole book of Mark is he walks into the places and he says, and he says I'm not here to do what you want me to do. I'm here to do what my father wants me to do. I'm here to do my father's will. Come on, somebody. He spent his life being controlled by the interest of his father, by his father's will. How many know there's a story about Jesus when, when he was a middle schooler and it takes place during the time of the feast and, and because it's the time of the feast, it's really, really crowded in town and there's people everywhere and, and Mary and Jesus get separated and Mary starts freaking out because she loses God, right? And where is he? And so they end up going down to the synagogue and they walk up and there's Jesus and he's sitting there with some scribes and he's teaching the scribes. And Mary says, oh my, God, where were, oh my God, where were you, God? Where were you? And he said, woman, don't you know I got to be doing my father's work? I got to be about my father's, come on somebody, about my father's business. Jesus spent his whole life being controlled by the interest of God. Not His will, the Father's will. How many know one of the greatest hindrances to living a generous life is that people get too spiritual? Ooh. Come on, y'all know, you know what I'm talking about. 
Those crazy, charismatic Pentecostal people. Not us. We're the good, crazy, charismatic Pentecostal. Get too spiritual. Amen? Hmm? There's people today, it seems like their whole Christian walk is about what they do. It's a sickness in the church in this country. Amen? They got secret service agents following them around everywhere. They got an entourage. They got limousines. They open up the back door. Here comes Pastor One. Shh. They're walking around like this with their hand down there ready to pull out their little 38. Hmm? Don't get too close to the man of God. Can you imagine if Jesus went around the countryside like that? Come on, somebody. Hmm? Ooh, Jesus. Somebody say, ooh, Jesus. They get people to come up and rescue them. You know what the rescue is? I just went through that at a wedding. The rescue. It's when the man of God is standing there and who is super spiritual and anointed of God and sanctified of God and holier than now, and you, just a little peasant from the pew, walks up to talk to him. And as you're talking, somebody runs up and they grab the pastor by the arm and go, oh, excuse me, I need to talk to him right away, I'm sorry, and pull him away. The pastor just got rescued from you. Hmm? Come on, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Because he doesn't have time to talk to the peons. He prayed for you corporately. Hmm? I was just at a wedding recently, and I was talking to this guy, this bishop, pastor, apostle guy. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And, oh, it's good to see you, Pastor Jason. How are our things? And I opened my mouth to tell him how things were, and a woman coming there goes, oh, I need to talk to him right away. I got to go. I thought, man, they just rescued him from me. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about, amen? It's all about them. They don't wear a bracelet that says WWJD. What would Jesus do? They wear a bracelet that says WWID. What would I do? It's all about me. Y'all know this hype? They're out there. Come on, amen? They become so spiritual that they don't have a generous heart anymore. They made everything about them. They become focused on them and their calling and their anointing. And they forgot what generosity was all about. It's all about them. All the recognition is on them. Amen? How many know for Jesus the question was always this question? What does God want? What does God want? And now, we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church that has been serving our community for the last two years. There is a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. Can I tell you, God wants a life of generosity. A life of generosity is always controlled by something that is greater than itself. And the way that we check into that, into that interest of God is by asking the question, what does God want? Hmm? Look at your neighbor and say, what does God want? What does God want? 
Listen, if you're feeling locked down by something or bogged down this morning, can I just tell you the way that you get traction out of that thing that's holding you back, the way that you get traction out of that thing that's been dogging you for 20 years, the way that you get traction out of that thing that you've carried in your heart forever is to ask this question, what does God want? What does God want with me? There's some of us here this morning that, that God's placed a call on your life and, and, and it may be to serve in this ministry. It might be to, to be a, a missionary. It might be to start a business. It might be to be faithful at your job and be a witness. It might be a call to motherhood. But you've been so bound up and making decisions for yourself that you've forgotten to ask the question, what does God want? Come on, Amen. And maybe the reason why we keep saying no to God when He asks us to do something is because we haven't been interested in what God really wants. We're only interested in what we want. And what God can do for us. Hmm? Hmm, Jesus. You will never, ever have clarity in your life if you don't ask the question and wait for the answer. Come on, somebody. I mean, the way to find clarity again is not by figuring out how to justify what you do, not by figuring out how to work the angle, not by figuring out what God might do, but the way to bring clarity to your life is to ask, what does God want with me? Answer that question. What does God want? What does God want? Some of you, God's calling you to a, a greater walk of purity. He's asking you to step out of some of the old things in your life and step into something new to get away from some destructive attitudes, some destructive behaviors, and you're stuck and you're trapped in them. Ask Him. God, what do you want? And then answer the question. Listen, you can't step out of it because I tell you to. It's not up to me. There has to be a vision for your life. There has to be a revelation that comes. And it begins by asking the question, what does God want? God, what do you want? God, what do you want with me? How me understand what happens in the supernatural as the Spirit of God begins to release the desires of God in a specific area of our lives. And when we begin to sense the desires of God, it's out of that that we make choices for our lives. That's what comes as a result of asking the question. That's why the Word says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and I will give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't mean that if you delight yourself in the Lord, He's going to give you whatever you want. What it means is that if you delight yourself in the Lord, then He'll place His desires in your heart. He'll put them there. He'll give you the desires that belong in you so that you don't have the desires for the things of, of the world, but you have the desires for what God wants. This is how it works. We've got to be bold enough to answer the question. It's a dangerous question. It'll radically change your life. What does God want? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the challenge uh, for us as believers is to take everything in our lives, all of our dreams, all of our talent, all of our time, all of our treasure, all of our hopes, our opportunities, our skills, and we lay those things out before God and we say, here I am, God, what do you want? What do you want? I'm here. What do you want from me? It's all yours, Lord. Everything. 
that I am everything that I hope to be. It's all yours, Lord. Whatever you want, God, that's what I want. Whatever you need, God, I'm here. How many of this matters? This matters, amen? Because listen to this very carefully. The blessing of God rests on people that are committed to the desire of God. The reason why people in church are not being blessed with the blessings of God that have already been made available to God, come on somebody, is because they don't have the right desires of God. They're not asking, what does God want? They're telling God what they want. And they walk around going, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. No, you ain't. You're $300,000 in debt. Trying to get what you want. Hmm? My God. So you sound angry. Pastor, I'm not angry. I'm just being truthful. Come on, amen. God, whatever you want. The blessing of God rests on people that are committed to the desires of God. The blessing follows desire. The desires of God. And I mean, God doesn't bless us because we're American citizens. Hmm? Or because we know how to behave. I know how to follow the rules. No, no, no. That's not why you get blessed. The blessing of God rests on churches and it rests on individuals that are committed to the desire of God. His desires. Most of the time we regress to self-preservation and we lock ourselves down from the blessing of God and we forget that the generous life is always controlled by something greater than itself. We get so self-focused on our needs. So self-focused on what's going on in our lives. And we forget to ask the question. A generous life is always committed to invest into the lives of other people. A generous life is always committed to invest into the lives of other people. Hmm? That's why Paul says, have the mind of Christ. Have the mind of Christ. It's an attitude. We have the attitude of Jesus. You say, well, what's the attitude of Jesus? Look in verse 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Oh, that's a typo. That's got to be a typo. That's got to be a misprint. Somebody misprinted the Bible. Because I know he didn't say people are more important than me. I thought I was important. I thought I was special. No, 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 no. That's not a misprint. So he repeats it again in verse 4 another way. He says, let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Look out for one another. Come on, young people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You're down at the mall texting away on your cell phones, texting away, texting away. You're at the food court, you're texting. You're in church, you're texting. You're in the movies, you're texting. You're in your car, you're texting. You're texting away, texting away. You see all them little objects in your peripheral vision while you're texting? Those are people! They're people! Come on, somebody. They're there. Hmm? That's God's way of saying the world does not revolve around you. There are other people in your life everywhere. Come on, somebody. Hmm? It's really not all about you. It's all about Him. 
You know, every day, all through your life, those objects that you see in your peripheral vision, those people, they don't know what you know. They don't know the knowledge that you know about Jesus. Many of them are walking around really on their journey to hell. Come on, amen? Today in this city, there are people that have never experienced the work of the Holy Spirit like we see here every Sunday morning. The Holy Spirit move in our service. There are people that are alive today on this planet. They've been alive 50 or 60 years. They've never experienced that. There are people on the Treasure Coast, they've never stepped into a place like this before. They've never experienced a move of God before. They've never heard people in a band play together and sing to somebody they cannot see or they cannot touch. They've been singing for 40 years about, have you heard about the lonesome loser singing in depression? About broken relationships and she done left me and he done ran out and, and rock and roll town. Get over it. Come on, somebody. There's people that live in a culture that knows nothing about what we live in. Hmm. So you got to ask yourself, why would God make sure you know what you know about Him? Why would God make sure that you know that? How is it that, that God would set you up so that, so that you would have the revelation about God, so that you would have a heart of generosity and the work of the Holy Spirit? Why would God do that to you? Why would God set you up like that? I'm glad you asked. You ready? I'm going to give it to you. One, two, three. So you can give it away. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 1130 a.m right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981, and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at IgniteYourWorld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Make us the Revealing Truth and Ignite Your World Incorporated thanks Joey's Cafe for their underwriting support of this week's broadcast. Joey's Cafe is a family-owned and operated breakfast, lunch, and dinner experience specializing in affordable home-cooked meals. Joey's Cafe is located at 6650 South Highway 1, St. Lucie Square Plaza, a mile and a half north of Prima Vista Boulevard. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.
Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Janie Owens inviting you to tune in to a life-receiving word every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. on WCNO 89.9 FM. Join me and be blessed by God's word.